tomorrow everything that you're doing today every amount of waste that you're throwing out there all of this is going to come back not just for you but to your future generations as well you know it was quite it was quite surprising on how how much, how long plastic really lasts and how durable uh, the material is so that really brought about a very uneasing feeling within us that you know what we are doing today is just going to come back to haunt us can we give people the power the consumers the power to make a difference and they already had the power it's just giving them access to the right products the right solutions for them and build value across the entire supply chain Hello everybody this is Shweta Dalvin welcome back to another amazing episode of the Clamponor show we are back again with another powerful conversation our guest today is Aditya Ruya the co-founder of Beeco Welcome to the Clamponor show Aditya I'm so excited to have you here and probably not not probably actually you are the last person we are recording for 2021 so welcome Thanks Shweta thanks for having me here So Aditya I have a, like a little you know sort of a task for you. So just imagine a situation where you know you are with someone who does not know what Beko is who who do not, does not know who you are and you have just got 1 minute to convert that someone into your loyal customer what would you do? So firstly I would correct them by saying that it's not Beko it's Beko. Okay. And the reason why we kept the name Beko is because we wanted everyone to become eco friendly. So the mm-hmm. idea behind Beko was being eco. Okay. And just don't be be eco for the earth or be eco for someone else. You need to be eco friendly for yourself. So tomorrow, everything that you're doing today, every amount of waste that you're throwing out there, all of this is going to come back not just for you but to your future generations as well. So it's important that for ourselves and for our for our future generations, we are becoming as eco friendly or as thoughtful as possible, and using plastic free or chemical free products that help us basically eradicate. this problem of wastage and pollution all around us right. so the idea is don't do it just for yourself do it for everyone around you as well so are you sure this is going to convert that someone into a loyal customer that's the hope yeah i mean uh, every 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 startup every uh, idea every every brand has a has a hope and and we see that customer right we engage with lakhs of those now hmm. and if you ask me this question maybe two or three years back i would say shweta i don't know <laughs> will it convince or not maybe i don't know but today i can proudly say that we already have a lot of co- converted consumers and i think there are a lot more to be lot more work to be done it's still day zero for us so that is like as you just like now mentioned that what led you from a phase of i do not know to a phase of yes it's it's going to happen i can do this i think it was more important that uh, the when the customer started saying yes and when the customer came and bought again and uh, and we started working with a lot of people in the industry in the government uh, to develop some of these solutions i think that's when even when team members started joining us uh, we started building a very strong team i think that's still with an ongoing process and uh, you know there are ways obviously that you understand that okay your product is working people are buying at a certain price we we try to increase prices at one time we try to decrease prices customers still kept buying uh, the volumes were always kept increasing so we knew that we were onto something and we were providing something of value uh just important to think on how big can this get and because you're doing something which is uh, has a very strong environmental impact you also want to keep doing more of it and seeing how big and how big and how much more can we do so uh, definitely we're going to touch a lot of these points later in the conversation but i would like you to start from aditya like because i read about it that you had a moment of realization like aha moment i would call it so from that moment of realization to when you thought that you would you're going to start beco so you know what were your initial steps what were your first steps like and also talk about your your moment of realization so i think uh, in 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 some of the things that you would have read our moment came from 
a beach cleanup activity that we were doing very close to a house in Mumbai, and uh, you know it was quite it was quite surprising on how 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 long plastic really lasts and how durable uh, the material is, and we were quite surprised. I mean, we came across a chocolate wrapper which was discontin a chocolate that belonged that discontinued in the nineteen nineties. So that really brought about a very uneasing feeling within us that you know what we are doing today is just going to come back to haunt us, and not just us but all our future generations as well. So uh, you know from there it obviously started with a lot of thought and action as well, and mm. we didn't just want to think about the problem. We knew that a lot of good organizations also acting upon this. There are a lot of organizations working on waste segregation and filtering and and recycling. However, on the consumer side, very less. Companies were actually doing something, and today all of us are consumers in some way or the other. Uh, so it became important that if I was, uh, I couldn't have everyone come to the beach cleanup. I can't have the entire population of Mumbai or India or the world go to beaches and clean the beaches. Right? There are a lot more important things that people are doing, and also it's not very convenient or accessible for people to do that. So our intent was: can we make the experience of a beach cleanup go to people's home themselves, not for people to come out, but? can people contribute to the same by just making smarter and better choices at the convenience of the home with the accessibility of a mobile and that was the entire idea behind uh, uh, starting beco that can we do this and can we give people the power the consumers the power to make a difference and they already had the power it's just giving them access to the right products the right solutions for them and build value across the entire supply chain were there like you know was there any i'll tell like give you some context to it so i was with some students from school uh, so you know like there was one of the uh, kids there he was like you know i the oceans are not in a good state i want to do something for the oceans but the problem is too big the you know i do not know like if it's going to ma- even make an impact so th- you know when you started the problem is big definitely the problem is it's not something jo ek ya do jano karne se ho jayega i would say so what were your th- initial thoughts you know Like, did you at one point felt overwhelmed? Ki ya, ठीक है, problem तो दिख रही है, but how I'm gonna even convert it into a solution? How I'm gonna even make a business out of it? Were there any moments like this? And if there were, what did you do at that point of time? See, I think it's important to know that we were never alone. So we had, uh, we had a community of about three uh, to four thousand people who were at these beach cleanups who were anyway supporting and vouching for us. Hmm. So we never felt that you know what we were doing was it. Was it the right step or not? Will I be able to commercialize the business? And I think uh, some of these questions always do come uh, every time you go through mm-hmm. a challenge or a setback or a failure. What became more important is that the customers kept coming back and kept buying, and then more and more they kept referring to their friends, their family, and then they kept coming and they kept buying. So there was strong validation happening at every time. Mm-hmm. So even though we knew that we were making a lot of mistakes and we still were learning, uh, you know, of those mistakes, there was already a lot of customer value which was being built. Okay. And that never changed. So we always kept the customer in focus and built it from there. But not forgetting that at the end of the day, the impact should be visible to the environment, and that only could have happened at a scale. Hmm. So what uh, you know, always we feel that is like the ocean is too big, right? Like what is the what is the impact that we are making? The idea hmm. is always that it's not only just us; it's so many of us hmm. that who are doing this. So it's definitely going to result to something positive. If we can contribute to even one percent of the problem, then And undo that 
Hmm. I think that would be our biggest contribution of our lifetime. So definitely, and you know, like a step in the right direction, however small it is, it's a step in the right direction. And you very well said that. Also, that the you know at one place you mentioned that you know after a year long research, you were able to achieve zero waste manufacturing operations. What does that mean, and what kind of like research went into achieving it? And also, you know, your advice for startups or aspiring entrepreneurs to achieve that same goal. So, see, as engineers, we're always trying to. troubleshoot problems and and look for areas of improvement as zero waste i think it took us a it took us a while to understand on how we could recycle and reuse the own waste that we were creating in our manufacturing process to be used as a raw material as a as a packaging item and in any of our other products so what became more important was how we were looking at waste and how we could upcycle and utilize that waste to build a new product entirely so a lot of our wastage from a, a product x goes to in, into our product why which is then used in in a different way so that it does not it provides more value to the customer right. and also makes it a little cost effective for all the customers to buy it hmm. and uh, i think uh, a lot of research and development goes into this uh, it's a it's a everyday it's a 24/7 job and uh, we've never shied away from it because it's, it's always a passion to sort of build this and it's very different i think it's very unique uh, what we are seeing here happening in india i think we could take this global very soon and uh, the solutions and the cost that we built it at i think that is at par with uh, or rather even uh, more cost effective than the global competitors as well so i think there is ample scope for not just doing this in india but doing this globally also that since you mentioned this and i'm sure that you're going to take it globally that's like no doubts on that so you know like what i would say that what were some of the things that you would have had or at now right now also if you were like okay if i can get this maybe my journey you know the speed would increase it would accelerate my growth so are there any things that you felt are lacking in the current ecosystem or when you started um so i think uh, things have changed pretty fast uh, when we started out maybe a uh, lot of things about the direct to consumer channel didn't exist uh, getting quality vendors uh, you know were there and and all of those challenges i think are across anything that you're doing new and if it's non uh, you know obviously if the crowd if the space is already crowded then and you're having everything set up then there's not much competition or not much value in that market is itself right so when we start something there's always going to be the kickstart problem aapko starting mein dhakka maarna hi padega and uh, any car will start off slowly so that that's what happened with us as well um i think a lot of the ecosystem players did not exist at that time so um you know good people from supply chain uh, making sure deliveries are happening uh, people to maintain uh, you know turnaround times for customers delivery timelines lot of these things did not exist i think now tools have become more robust there are much more robust solutions out there so kafi ko change ho gaya and i think uh, and it's all it's all improving very 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 quickly so Uh, new players are coming in very rapidly. A lot of uh, funding uh, to each one, and, and I think everyone's innovating at a very fast pace. Definitely, and also you know, like as we also talked about, a lot of new startups are coming in this space. Not just startups; even some pages are starting as Instagram pages. You know, who wish to scale into big companies. So you know, Aditya, tell me this thing that right now, you know, if for example today even large companies are entering into this space, they are also creating eco-friendly products. So when these companies today have an amazing distribution channels because they have already a set up channels of distribution systems. So when startups come in, for example, you yourself, how can I see your products in my Nukadwala shop? or when can i see your products or startups products in that shop because still most of the india shops from there so what is the crack code and what will it take for startups and companies like us to reach to that that stores i would say 
I think it's mainly motivation. Uh, there is obviously, see, these companies have also built their distribution over years. So any new company or even a startup cannot think that they can do that overnight. So I think a lot of hard work and patience is required. But the primary point of action is motivation. You need to keep be motivated that you know the problem that you're solving is big enough. You're really trying to solve it. You are motivating a lot of customers and educating them to buy such products. So if that motivation is there within you, within your team, within your sales team, your distribution teams, your supply chain teams, across the board, then I think whether it's a Nukatwala store or you know even whatever store in in your city or whether it's in a village, it does not matter if there is a customer who has a demand for it. And you have the hard work and the patience and the perseverance to go through the entire channel to deliver to the customer, then I think the access point can be generated anywhere. So if, for example, we had a customer from uh, Germany who really wanted our products and, you know, they make sure that they really are chasing you across the board to get the product. So if there is a demand and you have the will and the capacity to service to those demands, then I don't think that uh, really any of, the, any of this is a challenge. The problem comes where you're trying to push a product or a service or a, which does not create enough value for the customer. And there is not a need for it. And then that's where the question comes, how do you win the distribution? But you have to realize that the big companies have built that already. So it's obviously difficult and it's going to get increasingly difficult for startups to do that. However, if startups are building and delivering value and they are they are in the game for the long run and willing to take that take those risks, take those steps, then I'm sure that uh, you know all of this can be achieved in a very short period of time. Did you had any moment with Biko when you felt like, you know, a bit emotional, a bit like, you know, okay, you know, this is my purpose, this is my calling or, you know, whatever I'm doing just makes so much sense. Did you had any such moment? I think it happens almost every day. Um, so, I mean, obviously, because we're doing what we love and right. we love what we do. So, um, there's obviously you're very emotionally attached to what you're doing. Um, I think obviously because of the work that we do, we are also dealing with a lot of people and uh, people are also full of emotions. So, it's right. important that you connect with everyone on that level and, and sort of work with them uh, basis that. Um, so I, I, I don't think like uh, being humans and being people that we are, it's, you know, it's easy to do that, especially in a space that we all love so much and we are we're doing with so much care, so much uh, positive vibes that it's important that we keep up the emotional quotient yes. also very high and, and work with those. And how easy is pursuing what you love to do? I think in today's day and age, it's much more easier. I think uh, with easy access to capital, enough freedom, a lot of, uh, I would say, cheaper free tools in the market. Uh, it's very easy to get started, run a side hustle and, uh, you know, figure what you like. I think what's what's the bigger problem or the bigger question here is ki how easy it is to find out what you really like to do. And then pursuing it is, I think, fairly, it's become much easier than it was before. Um, and I think once you really figure out what you really like to do, I, th- I don't think that anything is... Stopping you. world is looking for sincere people, right? So if you're if you're sincere and really trying to do what you do, then you know I I don't think, I sky's the limit. Also, Ratya, like you know, this is one statement that I would really love to know your like feedback or your insights on. So they say that the way compostable bags are di- uh, disposed is important too. So what do you think about it? Because you know, like uh, there was this recent, like not recent actually, I heard it somewhere, like in UK, uh, one of the big superstores they once released these compostable bags. So after that, what happened was because everyone thought it's compostable, it's gonna compost on its own. So uske baad, you know, these bags were seen flying on the roads. People used to like get it out of their windows mm. and due to that a lot of accidents used to happen because it just came in front yeah. of the cars or sometimes you know just you can find it on roads and that's why supermarket that particular supermarket has to roll out that you know compostable bag so just they stopped doing it 
so mm-hmm. it's is it the right statement that the way the compostable bag is disposed is important too or just being yeah, compostable th- makes it environmental friendly no it's both those things i think uh, i think being compostable and the material used for composting is also with equally important right. because if the material only itself cannot compose then either bhi daloge wo compose nahi hoga right but obviously it's important how how you dispose it right so today if i say that my products are disposable mm. it needs the right environment it cannot dispose it in the air. it cannot compost in the air right so it needs that sort of a environment to compost so i think that is also very important uh, obviously most of these things that we hear are quite skewed uh, at the end of the day kaun se landfill mein ja rahe kya ho raha hai all of this is still i would say a little beyond right what i think is most important is that we take our step and then let the ecosystem take its step because if we don't take that first step then anyways nothing is going to happen so i think that's more important to look at it that way so with you know because i have seen that you also have a compostable bags ki range so do you educate your customers whether like this is how you can compost or this is how you should uh, dispose it yeah so we have a couple of ways that we communicate to mm-hmm. the customer um, eventually the goal is that uh, through the education level people are themselves becoming more and more aware and uh, that's why we i think it's important to have more and more competitors and people giving the same products and you know educating the customer because i think all of us will do our bit to make sure that people are becoming more aware but again it's up to both the brand as well as the customer to sort of look into it on how it they need to be in the right way and everyone sort of options are different if you're in city like mumbai it's a different way to do it it's a, in delhi it's a different way to do it other different options available to each one there's different government setup so i think all of those become very important also like how three of you came together like uh, you and your other two co-founders so akshay anuj and i have known each other for the last 15 to 20 years uh, uh, anuj uh, who's who's my first co-founder he's also a cousin brother of mine and and uh, akshay and i were in iit coaching together and uh, he eventually ended up going to iit madras uh, i pursued my engineering at bitspilani so um, all three of us knew each other for a pretty long time and i think it was just an inner calling that when we came across the idea we were really motivated to solve for it and uh, we always have that kida ki you know if there's a problem let's solve it let's solve it let's solve it so i think this something stuck with us for a fairly long period of time and it took a, some time also to solve for it as well so i think we have been able to do that to some extent and you know what were the things that you would say that you did right in your initial say first year that really helped you to be where you are today i think building the right team shweta was the most important building the right team building the right brand uh, the brand ethos should be uh, exactly what you wanted to be brand positioning all of these things become very important because and i think that's where most of the people feel right they'll always think that we'll hire the team after we you know build this business or do all of that but the team is going to build the business right so it's important to hire the team beforehand and then build uh, the business and i think that's what differentiates differentiates startups from any other smaller organization is because you're ready to put take in that risk of hiring more people putting up a infrastructure investing in the brand and then you'll start reaping the benefits a year two year three year later from that okay and what role sort of has consistency and patience played in your journey of building beko i think consistency and perseverance is needed across business because you're almost going through setbacks and uh, going through challenges on a regular day and you don't know when how hard it hits you so uh, you know on the on the day of on the day of a challenge you're not you don't rise up to the level of your expectation you fall to the level of your training so 
and that is important when you are being consistent you you can regularly uh, not have extreme days on your end so that you know things either go extremely bad or or maybe extremely good as well but you are consistently growing the brand you are growing the company which then becomes very important to maintain uh, that level of customer service the level of innovation that is all possible because of the consistency that you and i all of us drive today so aditya also give me one of the moments or one of the situations that you might remember from your own journey you know when a particular thing was happening it was seeming like so difficult like it was seeming like why is it happening and it's so hard at the moment and now when you look back you you feel so grateful for it you're like okay it was meant to happen and it's good it happened no so i think in the earlier days uh, all three of us used to go to different retail stores in mumbai and we used to try to sell it to all these retailers <laughs> please sir uh, you know why don't you keep some of our products mm. and you know that uh, the gentleman was always so busy and uh, he was always like either the customers and then initially i used to just stand and wait for him and i used to wait for few minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes and half an hour an hour and he's never free and you know i was like how do i approach him because he's talking to his customer and you know and he's eventually my customer so i need to be respectful i need to give that space and by the time when we used to get an opportunity to talk to him he used to say ki you know don't come now just you come later and that was the end of it so didn't get an opportunity to even pitch the product pitch the brand then you go again you do this again so you think of yourself as a madman and you go again and then you're like and then maybe the third or fourth times he gives you a chance to pitch your product and and talk about it because he is himself filled with so many products his shelves are full his customers are rolling in so he himself is trying to firefight his own business and uh, and so we had a lot of challenge getting into our first few stores uh, there were few cust- few retail owners who believed in us who said ki theek hai you know these there are these kids they are really trying hard let me keep some products for them and once the product started selling we started talking to the customer we started selling we started standing in the store then selling to the customers when oh, wow. products weren't getting sold hmm. and uh, you know that's how it became important for us to sort of uh, uh understand that how this channel works and now we are in about uh, 3000 4000 stores so uh, i mean looking back obviously i think talking to the customer understanding problems from there and understanding retailers problems was our sense of understanding how this actually works I think that, you know the the point that you mentioned like a few things that I have to add here that we always say na ki agar theek hai ek insaan ne mana kar diya do ne kar diya three ne to what there are so many people go try and no is like okay and you know like in my own journey I have had people who have said to me no initially and after say 8 9 months I'm like working with them collaborating with them So I think what you mentioned is important and we should just keep looking for it and just not take I I like it's okay and also you know now I understand in the initial segment when you mentioned if you had asked me this question say one or two years ago I I wouldn't have said it but now when you this is the experience that really led you to answer that question if someone doesn't know about Beko what are you going to do So yeah. Aditya just tell me one more thing here you mentioned at one point that when the products were not selling you were understanding that you know what's going wrong and the customer feedback and everything so just for a second did that when products were not selling did that just shake your belief even for a second in the product I think you should always evaluate and like till data like we keep asking customers whether they're hmm. liking the product right so there's always scope for improvement so I think uh, and I think no good product company has ever left their product to be like they've always yes. kept innovating on the product so right. i think that's a constant question like mm. it's a constant question ki are you always happy are you happy with yourself the answer is yes but is this come from moment the answer is always yes yes so you always need to keep checking on yourself also on your uh, product the same logic applies to the product keep seeing how you can make it better 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 
and uh, yeah i mean i think that's something that should happen i mean i don't see any reason why it shouldn't hmm. and what were some of the challenges that you have faced on a personal level like you know were your family supportive of the idea were the people around you supportive of it so what were some of the challenges that you faced yeah i, I mean i definitely think that uh, you know i think most of the people were very very supportive and uh, i think a lot of people gave in their help their inputs uh, also i think my friends and family were our biggest source of feedback from from before launching products so um, we decided the brand name with along with a lot of friends and family we decided the product the brand logo all the products the packaging so i think all of them were equally a part of mm-hmm. it as much as we were and although we say that we are three co-founders i think we had like about 50 co-founders if i can say so uh, i think all of them had their role to play when we were building the brand and uh, you know obviously thanks to all of them to be a part of that journey uh, earlier on and even till date so what's next for biko so i think for biko it's more important that we are uh, you know being true to what we are doing and uh, keep innovating on new and new products uh, keep keep sort of changing consumer habits getting them away from existing you know harmful products to eco friendly and zero waste products because that is going to be the future and today today maybe sustainability is a choice but you know to 3 4 years later you, we might not have that choice anymore and uh, that thought is very important so just imbibing that lev- that mindset in people is i think going to be our biggest uh, task so my final two questions to you would be aditya how has biko you know impacted you on a personal level what has it done to your life so i think obviously as uh, uh, you know as as biko because of the nature of business it's obviously uh, we are dealing with people who are very close uh, closely associated with nature we are dealing with people who are generally more aware um so i mean being with that sort of association i think we've also enriched our learnings in a in a very different way we look started looking at life very differently um you know not just building this for ourselves but building it for everyone and you know that that took a lot of time because you know it's a very it's a sort of a very selfish world and and people are increasingly it's becoming more difficult you know it's becoming more expensive to live and things like that so how do you build a community with you know with so many people with different agendas so i think that entire feeling of getting people together and doing something is was uh, was our biggest learning yes and i think that changed a lot of us because then we think people first and we don't think ourselves first uh, which makes it very important uh, in the line of business that we are and what role like sort of collaboration has played uh, like uh, into the journey of biko being where it is today i think uh, I think we are collaborating at almost every level uh, from our vendor partners uh, to our supplier who we call again our business partners uh, uh, our team members our customers we are always collaborating uh, you know with 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 folks like you also it's it's important to get uh, messages out there and build that conversation and dialogue because that's what will generate that interest yes so uh, you know just developing the right uh, ad, you know advice your learning sharing of successes and failures both is becoming very important and i think collaboration is the key because i mean you're trying to impact 7 billion people it cannot be possible without the help of at least 5 billion of them right so um, i think that's where collaboration comes in and i think creative collaboration is something which is necessary and i think that's already happening uh, whether on this call or or you know with anything else like all of this is churning into something positive and and i think that that's something that's that's going to impact and push more and more people towards building even if not buying these products but at least even starting these yeah. products so it's it's is very motivating for everyone 
and encouraging for most to do something about uh, problems that they see every day and looking for solutions also aditya like what would be your message to an entrepreneur an aspiring entrepreneur i would say who is hearing a lot of noes right now so what would you tell that person so i think uh, i think we all still do hear a lot of noes uh, till date okay so that never stops so the idea is that it doesn't stop so that's no validation whether the yes or a no is a no or a yes hmm. the idea is just to keep doing what you want to because eventually you want to do that right so uh, a no a no is actually never a no and uh, you shouldn't take it otherwise and if you think the no's will reduce later on that's also not going to happen hmm. so this is the level of no's will reduce and things like that so just thinking te- just thinking 5 years 5 months 5 weeks ahead and knowing that you know i'll be in a very similar situation but still striving for it uh, will give you that level of understanding that this is something that you want to do and hence yes. you're doing it and not not because you're doing it for someone who's uh, who you're relying on so i think that's very important that if if you truly believe in something then you should you should be courageous enough to do it and you know you said it very rightly also i'll add to this point this is something which my last guest actually said so he said this thing and when someone used to say ki no and all of that so i used to ask ask him ki give me 10 reasons why you're saying no and those 10 reasons that he used to say i used to build on that so it it used to get him like it was like it used to get me paranoid but that used to be it let turns into productivity so yeah, these could actually give you the pointers to move forward and a boost to just move forward so thank you aditya thank you for doing this and th- like like thank you for doing what you are doing because uh, i always say this you know your one steps or your few steps are also inspiring people to take the first step so thank you right. for what you're doing with biko thanks shweta thanks for doing this as well thank you aditya